listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And this week, very excited to welcome back to the show Special guest, longtime Chicago independent wrestler, POW Entertainment promoter, Psychotic Jimmy Blaze will be joining us once again to preview POW Entertainment's Russell Rage this weekend. So very excited to kind of break down the card and see what's going on with Jimmy Blaze in his career. And he's got a couple of really big matches coming up over the next couple of weeks, and we'll touch upon those in just a little bit. All right. Let's take a look at last weekend in Chicago and Midwestern independent wrestling. Last week, we had Backwoods Brown on the show as our special guest. You can check that out in the archives from wherever you get podcasts or at WindyCitySlam.com. And it was One Fall Entertainment's Pink Heels show last Friday night, October the 29th at Lax Tavern and Ballroom in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Now, Backwoods Brown defended the GLCW championship, and he successfully retained over former ECW and WWE star and current Impact wrestler Rhino. Plus, I'm going to get all Bobby Heenan and Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect on y'all. I just want to say, I told you so. One-man dynasty, Darius Luttrell, wins the 16-man Pink Hills Cancer Cup Battle Royal. Way to go, Darius. This man is still on fire. He's just killing it right now. And he's got shows coming up for Berwyn Championship Wrestling and Freelance Wrestling over the next few weeks. He's got a match in a couple weeks in Frontline Pro as well. And the sky's the limit for one-man dynasty Darius Latrell. Last weekend was AAW weekend, and they were back at their old stopping grounds at the Berwyn Eagles Club, Friday and Saturday for three shows, including the two-part Jim Lina Memorial Tournament. 16 of the very best independent wrestlers in the country coming together. And congratulations to Matt Fitchett, who many people may know as one half of the besties in the world with Davey Vega. Now, Matt Fitchett ends up winning the 2021 Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, he defeats walking weapon Josh Alexander in the final. And now, Fitchett will go on to challenge AAW champion Fred Yehi at the Windy City Classic on Friday night, November the 26th at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. So, huge win, huge springboard for Matt Fitchett. Now, can he complete the leap with the AAW Championship, we'll see against Fred Yehi in a few weeks. And 
again, that tournament is just amazing. And when you look at the results and you see names like Lee Moriarty and Daniel Garcia losing in the quarterfinal round, you know it's a stacked tournament. And they produce it every year. AAW delivered again after a one-year hiatus due to the pandemic. The Lineham Tournament is one of the very best independent tournaments in the country, if not the best. There's that ECWA Super 8 that's pretty good, too. A lot of younger, more emerging stars in that. These guys are a little bit more uh, further along on the independent scene than that, though. So you can definitely make the argument as being this being the very best independent tournament in the country. Also for AAW this past weekend in Berwyn, in between the two nights of the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, AAW Hell Hath No Fury, a solid show on Saturday afternoon. We had Fred Yehi retaining the AAW Championship over a surprise Silas Young, who appeared in place of Eddie Kingston, who couldn't make it into Chicago for the show. And great surprise to have Silas Young, Milwaukee native, Midwestern guy, a guy who's done AAW before. Kind of cool to see him back in an AAW ring, but Yehi retains. Also, AAW women's champ, Allison Kay retains her title over Nicole Savoy. Also over the weekend, Shimmer returned with two shows on Sunday, October the 31st, also at the Berwyn Eagles Club. And congratulations to Zoe Sky on winning the Shimmer Championship over longtime champion Kimberly. All right, heading on to this coming weekend, POW Entertainment's Wrestle Rage, and that's Saturday night, November the 6th. That's at Rumpoles up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Bell time is 6.30. We will get into that card a little bit more analysis with our special guest, Jimmy Blaze, in a few minutes. So we'll talk about all the matches there and get Jimmy's opinion on that and a whole lot more. Also this weekend, Saturday night, if you're more toward the south and southwest suburbs, we have Rocket Pro Wrestling. They present Harvest Havoc, and that's Saturday night, November the 6th, at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet on Theodore and Rayner. And the main event for the Rocket Pro Championship, and this is going to be very, very exciting, the recently crowned champion, Marche Rocket, takes on the returning grin for the championship. Very pumped about this one. I've actually seen Marche Rocket and Grin before. I've mentioned it on the on the broadcast in the past. That was a terrific match back at the 2014 Pro Wrestling Blitz WrestleFest. And now, a little over seven years later, they're back at it for Rocket Pro. Couple of other matches on the card that stick out. A four-way match. Old Evil Christian Rose versus Just Amazing versus Garrison Creed, versus Cypher. Really terrific talents in that match. Uh, a, a few guys that I really know very well, really good guys. And that's going to be a hell of a barn burner. And then for the Outer Limits Championship, the newly crowned champion Aaron Stone defends against Ruthless Rockin' Rivera. Plus, the Rocket Tag Team Championships are on the line when No Coast defends the straps against those damn coyotes. Love that name. Now, going on to Sunday, two more really good shows. Actually, three shows, if you also include Lucha Libre Total at Cicero Stadium on Sunday evening. 
But let's get into the two that I have on my notes. Zello Pros, any given Sunday, they return to the Chicago area and kind of the southwest suburbs at Base Cap Pub in Lyle. Main event, and this is going to be pretty awesome, an intergender match with Zello Pro champion GPA and his fiance Lainey Luck against the Zello Pro women's champion Jordan Grace and boyfriend Jonathan Gresham. That's going to be a really terrific match. It harkens back to some of the old WWE Mixed Match Challenge bouts. Uh, four outstanding talents here, and they're going to deliver big time here at Zello Pro. Plus, we have the return of Drama King Matt, the former Aiden English in WWE. He faces the Blackheart Battalion and one of the hottest young stars in local independent wrestling, Storm Grayson. Then we have Drama King Matt's former tag team partner with the VOD Villains, Simon Gotch. He makes his return to Zello Pro. He takes on Zello stalwart Mason Conrad. Now, this is a match coming up that I'm really looking forward to, and you don't see this on the women's side very often. In fact, I don't even remember there being a women's casket match, but Zello Pro will give you a women's casket match when Missa Kate, Chicago sweetheart, takes on the creepy crawly Blair Onyx. Now, this ought to be a terrific, terrific match. Um, They've wrestled each other before, but now with the casket involved, uh, it just takes it up to another level. Then we have Heather Reckless against Sierra. Coming from Wisconsin, we have Nick Colucci and Joey Jet Avalon taking on a Milwaukee area team in country air. That's Zach Hendricks and Doc Simmons. Gringo Loco versus Yauco. And Bryce Benjamin against rising Freelance Academy star Angel Escalera. Zello Pro is going to be a hell of a show. Golly 500. Wow. Carlos and Galley, this is their 500th show, and it's Sunday, November the 7th at Walther Christian Academy in Melrose Park. And just a few of the names on the show, and there's a bunch of great names on this card. El Macias, Psycho Clown. Then you have La Impresa with Puma King, Sam Adonis, and DNT Azul, plus Mystery Iguana, Arez, Aramis, Ricky Marvin, Arrowboy. Dorce Tormenta, Sky Blue, Blair Onyx, Paloma Star, plus your champions of Galley, Cody Jones, Ricky Cruz, Atomico Jr., Gringo Loco, and Golden Dragon, and much more. So this is going to be a fun show, Galley 500, and it's close enough to the Zello show, so if you want to do the double dip like some of the wrestlers are, like Gringo Loco and Yauco and um, Blair Onyx and a few other folks. Zello Pro is in Lyle in early part of the afternoon. And then a quick drive, maybe like 25, 30 minutes to Murrow's Park, will get you the Galley 500. So maybe a few fans will be doing the Zello Galley Double. So we'll see how that turns out on Sunday. And one more thing before we get to our guest, Jimmy Blaze. Now, this whole Project Monix thing has everybody talking and it just won't go away. And here's my latest theory on what happened with Project Monix and how long he has known that this was going to be a swerve and he was going to eventually return. Remember the night Monix walked away from the business with his social media post? That night, that date, 
February 8th, 2020. That was right after Freelance Underground Show in Joliet. What was the show titled? What was the name of the show? We're just getting started. Coincidence? Hmm. Maybe Monix was playing us all along since that night. I mean, I believe that he was beaten down. I really do. I mean, that style of wrestling that he does, that breakneck style, the just some of the crazy stuff that he did with guys like Sam Adonis and Simon Gotch and, and people like that, and even some of the stuff he ended up doing against Calvin Tankman a couple of weeks ago. But maybe he was going to take a little bit of a break to kind of rest his body and then spring it on us. And the pandemic probably kind of helped with the story too, because he kind of kept him on the shelf for a while as well. That probably made it even better, but was February 8th, 2020, the night that Pat Monix, Project Monix, planted the seeds for the ultimate swerve. Food for thought. All right, everybody. Coming up in moments, our special guest for this week, POW Entertainment promoter, Psychotic, Jimmy Blaze. Coming up next. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling. Plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, back this week on Windy City Slam Podcast. Very excited once again to have the promoter, and a longtime Chicagoland independent wrestler. And we're going to talk about POW Entertainment's biggest event of the year, Wrestle Rage. Ladies and gentlemen, psychotic Jimmy Blaze. Jimmy, how you doing today? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, this is going to be a really exciting show. Let me just run down the info real quick. It's POW Entertainment's Wrestle Rage, and it's Saturday night, November the 6th. Back at Rumpoles, that's in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. The bell time is 6.30. Now, Rumpoles was where you guys had most of your shows over the last year or so during the pandemic, and uh, it's been a good venue for you guys. It's going to be a hell of a night. you got some <laughs> incredible matches, and uh, let's talk about the match that you're involved in first because I don't know if I've ever heard of a concept quite like this before. It's for the POW Tag Team Championship, and it's eight men involved. It'll be two teams of four, two tag teams on each side. So we have IPA, Meathooks O'Bannon, and Caven O'Reilly, along with the team of Mason Perks and Kazile. And on the other side, boy, this is going to be strange bedfellows for sure. You have BMI, Mike Idol and Jamie Race, and Revolution, Jimmy Blaze, and Eric Freedom, and... Now, the winners of the first segment of the match, of the eight-man tag, basically, will then split off to face each other, and after that, we'll be determining the tag team champions. So, go into this match a little bit, and it's like enemies facing each other. You know, enemies... Enemies enemies have to work together to get to the the end result who's going to be the tag team champion. Yeah. Um... And it's rivalries, and Commissioner Hedford put it together. Um, so BMI has been a pain in our butts 
and Kazile and Mason have been a pain in IPAs. So uh, at the last show in October, the commissioner put an eight-man tag together. Here's IPA and Revolution. We're thinking, okay, no problem. And then he threw the stipulation, work with your bitter enemy to get to the end result. So it is a first time in POW. I know one other company in the area has done something like this, and it was Warrior Wrestling, and they did it with women. They started as an eight-man tag. They brought it to a single tag, and then the winners of the tag faced each other, so you were with an enemy the entire time. Yeah, it was the War of Attrition match over at Warrior Wrestling. Yeah. They've done that a few times. Yeah. They've done it with women, they've done it with luchas, and they've done it with men in a regular match. And It's really a very cool concept when you kind of uh, look at it and break it down. And uh, and you guys doing it over at Powell with this tag team deal. Now, it's really cool because the teams are already determined. They're not like randomly chosen like they are at uh, at Warrior. So I love the fact that it's enemies on, on both sides having to try to team up with friends. And here's the kicker. IPA are your champions. But if, you know, you guys and BMI end up winning that first fall... IPA is already guaranteed to lose the titles and will already have guaranteed new champions. So that's kind of a cool concept. That is correct. Um, However, IPA, they're they're two tough guys. You know, you got Kevin and Meat Hooks. They've held gold in three different companies at the same time. So I think their alcohol works well. So, Jimmy, what do you and Eric have to do to uh, at least try to get along with BMI for a few minutes in order to move on to that next phase? I think the best thing they could do is leave Joey Roth and Roxy home because those two are a pain and BMI is a pain. So it's like, here's Eric and I trying to win this match and we're going to have to watch four other people. Yeah. So, and people on our side, you know, I, I don't trust any of them. Uh, I have nothing but the res- biggest respect for IPA. They're a uh, little-known fact. Meat Hooks is one of my students. Kevin is one of Eric's. They clicked from the minute they met, and they've done a lot of great things, and they're strong. They're stronger than they look. It's not just two big guys going out there. And another thing before I get into the other matches on the card that I really, really enjoy about POW Entertainment is the fact you guys have Long-range storytelling, uh, feuds that go on for a long time, matches and, and variations of matches that go on from show to show. Now, is that something that you've always wanted to do as a promoter? Um, uh, growing up, I loved storylines, and I'm an 80s wrestling fan. Um, some of the late 70s plays into that because I watched some stuff, but if you go back to 50s and 40s, I never got into that wrestling. You can respect it, and you can go back, and you can watch it. Um, the storytelling really comes from my watching world class, and the Freebirds and Von Erichs was one of the best stories I've ever seen. And uh, the storytelling in POW has gotten very good, and that's, that's something easy creative can put on paper, but to have the talent to go out there and do it and then come up with better ideas or longer ideas I'm all about things working, and the longevity of this culminates at WrestleRage, you know. Um, BMI lost the tag team titles to IPA, so obviously they want to win them. 
And then you have Eric and I, we're at the end of our tenure, so to speak, and, uh, you know, that would be cool if we could win them. And then you have the youth of Kazile and Mason, and there's stories within that whole match that our loyal fans have been watching for the past probably year, Um, as well as you have the rest of the card, and I don't want to go into it until you start talking about those matches, but one off the top of my head is the Midwest champion, Bao, uh, Brutus Owen Wesker. He turned on Machine and Max Holiday at last Wrestle Rage, and that's full circle. Here they are again, Max Holiday against uh, Brutus Owen Wesker. Mm-hmm. So it's... I can't say enough about my roster, Mike. Uh, I'm lucky to have what I do. And speaking of that match, we'll just start talking about it. The POW Midwest Championship in a, a four-man um, match. A gauntlet, yeah. Gauntlet, yeah. We have Bow the champion with uh, Nick H. And then we have Rough Crossing, Max Holiday, like you mentioned, and the veteran Ice Pick Capri. So that should be pretty yeah. cool. So how is that going to work? Is it basically elimination style then? It's, well, the champion is Bow. He pissed me off at the last show, so he has to start the whole gauntlet. Another man will come in, chosen by Commissioner Hedford. Uh, at the end of that match, the loser leaves, the winner continues, and another man comes out, and so forth and so on. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you talked about Vic Capri being the veteran, and he's the longest veteran in that match. But if you look at the time, all those guys have been all over the Midwest and done great things. I, I'm, Max Holiday is one that tons of fans love. And same thing with Rough Crossing. Rough was... We said this before, he was one of the students that I got to help train when he broke in, and it's natural talent. Uh, Bao, Bao is another one of those big guys you look and it's like, oh, it's a big guy. No, that that man is strong, and he has put a lot of work into in-ring as well as his body getting tougher and slimming down. But you got Nick Hedford with him. That could be the icing on the cake, you know. Those two came together last rage, and here we are a year later, and they're still together, and he is the champion. So something, something's right. Vic Capri, though, says he never ages, in my opinion. He yeah. always looks the same. Yeah. Uh, but he puts the time and effort into his body and his cardio and uh, studying, and he's very into the Japan uh, wrestling and the strong style. So yes. that dynamic in that match, I mean, you have the biker Max Holiday, who's just rough and tough. Speaking of rough, you got Rough Crossing, who can do every angle of pro wrestling and um, bow with the mentality that he has. He's just a destroyer. So I'll be watching that one close, definitely. <laughs> And then uh, for the Powell Championship, it's a Falls Count Anywhere street fight. We have the champion, Lost Soul, Chris Cairo, defending against Scott Spade with Tiny in his corner. Now, this rivalry goes back to the summer. I know they wrestled back in Bridgeview. I was there for that show. They've had a couple of matches since then, and now this culminates with another title match with a street fight. Yeah, that's uh, another first-time-ever stipulation here at WrestleRage where it's 
two stipulations being put together where you have tin falls, but weapons are legal. Um, both of them are tough as nails as well. And Cairo was gone for a while. Uh, got picked on by Tiny. Uh, I want to say it was in May. Cairo had come and just hung out, and Tiny said something to him in the locker room, and then here it is months later, and Cairo is your champion. Uh, these two have a huge history in the company of POW, um, two originals from POW, and they're battling over the biggest prize in POW, that being the heavyweight title. Um, Scott Spade, uh, I, I think he's more sinister now with Tiny in his corner. Um, Eric and I had the joy of getting our asses pounded for about six, seven, eight months between Ruff and Spade and Tiny. And uh, I don't want to go back down that road again, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, indeed. It makes perfect sense. Uh, then, then we have a another long time rivalry, the dog collar match, and it's two on yes. one. We have Ruthless Ramon and Xavier DeFost against Joey the Pitbull Chichi. Yes, that uh, that's another first time stipulation. I know in the Midwest, possibly in the United States. Um, I, I've tried to do research to find out if anybody else has ever done it. I don't think anyone has. But that came from Joey Chichi. Every time he faced Ruthless, Xavier DeFrost would be sticking his nose involved. And Joey was given this opportunity to wrestle Ruthless one more time at Russell Ridge. And Joey asked for him to be involved in the match so that he can't run and he can't hide and he can't interfere. It's two men, and he knows that going in. Uh, that, that will be brutal. You know, you're talking about a 16-foot chain in between the three of them. What comes when chains hit bodies? A lot of bruises and blood. Yes. Should be so, pretty brutal. Uh, maybe reminiscent of uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Rowdy Roddy Piper at Starcade many years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the best ones. Yep. And then we have a six-man tag, and this has got interesting... Um, things going on I've been waiting for you to bring this one up yeah you got Tristan Hayes Danger Mask and Tristan Hayes Jr. against Hardcore Impact Craig and Paulie Tomaselli and Luke Swan who's Hardcore Craig's son correct that is correct and Luke's sister uh, Leia will be managing them that night okay and this, um, this is kind of a story that's um Tristan Hayes and Hardcore Craig had a kind of a long feud. They they teased becoming associates, but they had a lot of brutal battles as well. So what do you see out of this one? So to give a little backstory on this, um, there is a video. It's on Pow Entertainment that was shared by Tristan Hayes and, and Hardcore Craig when the pandemic started. These two live in the same area and never liked each other. And it brought them to a friendship because of COVID that there were vignettes um, where Tristan would go to Craig's house and try to throw a pie in his face. It would backfire. And then the kids got involved with uh, powder. And at Christmas time, Tristan apologized for all he did. They became friends. That was the beginning of POW. It was like, all right, let's bring them both in. 
and it resurfaced to what happened during the pandemic on YouTube has become real life. And Tristan's son got involved a couple shows ago, which brought Luke to be involved at the last show. And Tristan didn't like the outcome. He cried and cried and cried, which turned into the six man. And you think about it, Luke Swan, which is Hardcore Craig's son, is one of the toughest amateur wrestlers in the state of Illinois. Uh, a couple of years ago, he he beat the crap out of me, Eric Freedom, and GQ. And you, you wouldn't expect that out of a young man, but that kid, when, I, I wasn't going to say if, but when he becomes a pro wrestler, he could be your next Kurt Angle. Um, and that's not to boost his ego, but if he stuck with it and stays humble like he is, he could go a long way in pro wrestling. So I'm anxious to see that because here you have the kids of two guys from the Midwest that are literally debuting on a WrestleRage. That's pretty cool. Um, very excited to see the career trajectory of these young guys in this match, along with the veterans as well. And then you have the uh, Zebra Kid Memorial Battle Royal, and if I believe correctly, Trevor Blanchard won last year? He did. I uh, came down... <laughs> I kind of gave him the win. I uh, came down to myself and Trevor at the last one. Uh, it was a cool moment because both of us grew up in the business from starting at Windy City, but Zebra Kid was like a mentor and a father, even though he wasn't a trainer mm -hmm. to both of us. Uh, so I eliminated myself, giving Trevor that win. Uh, you could feel the emotion that night, like Zebes was in the building, and that is something we wanted to do um, again this year as a memorial, uh, as Zebra's actual memorial service was a few weeks ago. Uh, because of the pandemic, his sister had to keep holding off, and now they did it, and she will be there this year. Um, so yeah, Trevor has to defend it, and that means he is the first person in that ring, but can he be the last? Wow. Be good to see Trevor uh, get in there and uh, duke it out a little bit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty banged up too, you know. He's gone through some neck surgeries, but his mind is still sharp, and I'm starting to see this as I get older. My mind is great, but my body's not. <laughs> And, and then there's one other thing on this show. You have a Hall of yep. Fame induction, Tommy Capone. Yes. Let me uh, yes. go ahead and tell us about Tommy Capone and what he meant to wrestling in the area. Tommy Capone was one of the original roster members of CCW, which was now POW. Uh, CCW turned into POW, but he was our first regional champion as well. Um, and we don't even have a regional champion anymore. But a little history of Tommy Capone, he was also Bobby Blaze in PCW. Um, he tagged with myself. There was also a click of Wally Wilde, myself, and him up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for the PCW banner. Um, but Tommy Capone started in the Mantino area with Mike Bonomo, who ran WWA. And that was World Wrestling Alliance. Uh, 
if anybody from the area is listening that remembers Mike Bonomo, he always did some kind of crazy hardcore match on the show. Uh, he was one that put myself and Capone together as the MOB. And the MOB you had at several different times. You had Trevor Blanchard in it. Brandon Bishop was part of it. Uh, the Irish assassin Mick was involved in it. Vito Tomaselli was part of it. Uh, Thomas Gunn, Little Gunn, Crystal. It was a it was a very cool concept. It was like the NWO. And Mike Bonomo was very big into putting clicks together, just like you would see on TV using independent guys, which turned into a mockery too much at the end. Uh, but Capone always stayed loyal and true to his heart. And when you become Capone's family, so to speak, he doesn't forget that. And it's been years coming for Capone to get the Hall of Fame because without him, there wouldn't have been a Forsaken or Shane Morton or a Chris Danger or the Southern guys from Tennessee coming in because Capone moved down there for his real job to be a police officer and continued to wrestle. And he met these guys and he talked to myself and Dave Storm and said, hey, you got to give them a chance. So Capone was one of the first people I wanted to bring in. Dave Storm wanted Forsaken. And, I mean, they helped the foundation of the company along with the rest of the roster. But it was a cool dynamic because nobody ever heard of these guys. And here they are coming to CCW. Where'd they come from? It came from Tennessee and Tommy Capone. So this is like a homecoming for Tommy Capone as well, as I'm sure his family is going to come out and celebrate him as well as his wrestling brothers. Very, very cool. Uh, Again, the show is called... Wrestle Rage for POW Entertainment. That's Saturday night, November the 6th. Rump Poles up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Bell time is 6.30. And Jimmy, if you can give us the ticket information for that show. Yep. Uh, front row for Wrestle Rage is sold out. It sold out in August. That was the first time in history. It sold out months before. So that's a good thing. And general admission tickets you can get now in advance till 10 o'clock at night on Friday. Go to Pow Entertainment's Facebook, and there's a Shop Now button that brings you to a PayPal checkout. Uh, if you don't have PayPal, you can use your credit card. There will also be tickets at the door. In advance, they're 15 bucks. At the door, they're $20. So I suggest if you have nothing to do Saturday, come out. If you want to see good, hard-hitting wrestling action, come out. Awesome. Uh, one other thing before I let you go, though. Um, yeah. Next weekend, uh, Friday night, November the 12th, Friday Night Lights uh, at T-Wood in Wooddale. You have a match against Mason Perks in a street fight. And if Perks yeah. wins, you retire. So, wow, what happened there? <laughs> well, um, as I said, I'm older and my mind is still there. It's my body that's starting to go. And Mason is one of the young punks of POW who wants to shoot his mouth off. So my career is on the line, but the street fight is one that many people know Jimmy Blaze is known for. In the 90s at PCW, I was the hardcore guy. And then you look at people like The Butcher. The Butcher took that over as I left. Early on in CCW, that was my go-to. And I drifted away from that, and many others have done it. But 
you want my career on the line, we're going to have a street fight, and I'm going to make you bleed all over the place, and hopefully I get to win. If not, uh, I've, I've had a very long career in the ring, and I can continue in other fashion if I lose. That should be very exciting, and we'll get to that um, on the 12th of November. But again, Russell Rage is Saturday night, November the 6th. And Jimmy Blaze, thank you so much for joining us this week, and best of luck over the next two weekends. Thank you so much for having me on again, Mike. I love coming on your show. Uh, hopefully you can make it out to Russell Rage, and uh, these next two weekends are going to take a toll on my body for sure. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Always a lot of fun to have Jimmy Blaze join us. Great guy, great wrestler, awesome promoter, great storyteller. And hopefully in two weeks, it's not the end of the line for Jimmy Blaze's wrestling career. But this weekend's Wrestle Rage up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin should be a terrific show. And if you're anywhere near the northern part of the state, northeast Illinois, north side of Chicago, it's worth the drive. Check out Pow Entertainment, some of the best storytelling in the Chicagoland area. All right. Next week, we don't have a guest lined up quite yet, but we're going to be working on it over the next couple of days. So hopefully we'll be making an announcement fairly soon. Plus, we're going to have recaps of some of our great local events this weekend. And we'll take a look at the upcoming AEW Full Gear Pay-Per-View. You're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.